0: And the Jazz pick
2: up their 22nd assist.
0: So they count on University of Utah Health.
2: Real Soleil so
3: late Puts this game away.
0: And so can you. Leading doctors. A world-class environment. Award-winning innovation. Care to be great.
3: 14
2: unanswered by the
0: Utes. University of Utah Health. Caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.
2: Quick return here, hour number two underway here on Cougar Sports Saturday. And uh, this hour, we'll have plenty of BOU football talk, and we'll have Keaton Slovis coming up at 2. But uh, any moment now, there's going to be a groundbreaking announcement from the Utah Jazz, something that will, for a lot of you, harken back to nostalgia. Yes. And uh, once that press conference goes live, we're going to throw to that and get to this live announcement. But exciting news coming from... uh, Formerly the Vivint Arena. Yeah, the Utah Jazz announced
1: today that this summer the arena will now be named the Delta Center. It's yes, back. it's back. The Jazz will now be playing at the Delta Center uh, beginning in July of 2023, which will coincide with their 50th anniversary. It's a big deal. And of course, here at KSL News Radio, you can hear uh, many of the Utah Jazz broadcasts and on our sister station, the KSL Sports Zone, 97.5 FM. But we'll hear from. Owner Ryan Smith coming up here shortly. And Ryan Smith, we saw him a few nights ago at the BYU-Gonzaga game. He was there courtside with Kelly Olynyk, a former...
2: Colin Sexton. Former Zag and you Colin Sexton. Sexton and Rudy Williams were talking strategy yeah. late in the game. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Sean Farnham noted it in the broadcast. He's like,
1: how many times is Rudy Williams <laughs> turning to someone in the stands and then, oh, it's an NBA guy giving pointers. Like, hey... Is Colin Sexton a BYU fan? Is he turning in the roll tide for BYU? Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll turn to that here uh, because that's a significant deal. The Delta Center is a it's synonymous with winning, and it's synonymous with the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Like the Energy Solutions, eh, Vivian, horrible Vivint Smart Home Arena. I was that was a little bit long. Vivint Arena has been nice. I've enjoyed Vivint Arena, the Viv. I've, I came around to that, but the Delta Center is what the Jazz. Their greatness. I mean, you think about the old, the days when they had the green seats and they had that doctor behind the hoop and he's got all those crazy props. That's jazz basketball at the Delta Center. I'm thinking of Hot Rod with some intro. You gotta love it, baby, at the Delta Center. I mean, that's to, what it's all
2: about. There has to be that the, the 90s theme song with the intro, finished by "You Gotta Love It, Baby," and then you got the jazz bear on the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: bring it back. Yeah, the, You say the 90s. I'm picturing Antoine Carr doing a KSL 5 TV spot. Show me the title. You remember that? No. You, you don't remember that? on You did on KSL 5. Show me the title. You I, don't remember that? I don't remember it. Come on, Matt. It was on KSL. It was the posters. It was inside like the newspaper. Then everyone put it up in their windows to show their support. I did not, but it's okay. Show me the title. You don't remember that? Come no. on. no. Man, I thought the nostalgia would be hitting hard for you today. Delta
2: Center, man. It's well, back. I don't want to give guests too much of a peek behind the curtain, but I didn't root for the Jazz growing up. <laughs> so that might be why. <laughs> but you can respect the nostalgia. Oh, 100%. And Absolutely.
1: There's a full piece up on KSLSports.com. Sports.com, our Jazz insider, Ben Anderson, uh, host of Jazz Notes. He, he put up a, a piece on... The Delta Center name set to return in July and also had a uh, revisiting the different eras uh, between uh, all the different arenas that the Jazz have have played under. And look, the Delta Center now, I mean, I'm going to call it again that the Delta Center Vivian Arena, it's uh, uh, the renovation in 2017 was fantastic. It's going to be hosting the NBA All-Star game coming up next month. It's a big deal having the where the Jazz play now. It's one of the best arenas in the NBA again. And. Uh, we'll get to that press conference when it does roll, but uh, uh, we might have to take a quick time out, and then uh, on the other side, we'll get to that press conference when it does air with Ryan Smith and the Jazz announcing that the Delta Center
2: uh, is coming back here to Salt Lake City. We'll take a break. Delta Center, you heard from Ryan Smith, uh, the CEO of Delta, among others, who uh, talked about what it meant to have the Delta Center back here at Utah. I thought that was pretty special, Mitch, and uh, yeah, it really is a legendary moment. It really is, and it's a nostalgic moment,
1: and you know, the nostalgia does hit. I mean, that's why that's – even Ryan Smith noted it himself. I mean, the Delta Center – wow. Uh, I'm picturing now the uh, the intros uh, on the Delta Center scoreboard. I'm picturing, like, the Smiths logo on the bottom. There's all these, like, cut, the brands on that, that scoreboard with the orange numbers. Yeah. Spring back to finals to you. Yeah, it's 1990s NBA, man. The glory days. When the NBA was the NBA, baby. Let's go. (laughs) NBA on NBC. Uh, No, it's it's a cool moment, though. And it's cool for, I mean, you heard the people that were there. Uh, It it means a lot to people in the state of Utah. The Utah Jazz are kind of at the the epicenter of everything sports here in Utah. And it's a big deal uh, to everyone uh, around Salt Lake. And, of course, jazz games can be heard here. On KSL News Radio and our sister station, the KSL Sports Zone 97.5 FM. We'll take a break. On the other side, we'll get back to some BYU talk. And uh, here on Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSL Sports.
2: Welcome back in. It's Cougar Sports Saturday. We're back talking BYU after that brief pause to go down to the Delta Center announcement press conference, which will return in the summer. Uh, no longer Vivint Arena. It will be the Delta Center. Pretty cool stuff there, yep. too, on, on the backstory of why uh, Delta had to pull the name from the arena to save costs during the 9-11 hardship on airlines and... They're back, and it's pretty cool.
1: It really is, and it's a, it's a great moment for the jazz fans everywhere that uh, you know that name change just means a lot to, to so many people, because let's face it, with the teams that you follow, you want to have them have the names and the, the j- uniforms, the logos that are intertwined with winning, and that purple and that name, that's jazz basketball, and that's just that's just what it Except is. you don't right? like the purple. I don't. I like the New Jerseys, but that's a whole different discussion. Yes, Anyways, it is. <laughs> uh, if you had to rename something at BYU, Matt, what would you
2: rename? So I wouldn't rename anything. Okay. I'd keep it Marriott Center. I'd keep it Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I would, I think, add some extra names to the surfaces. Mm, okay. And uh, for hoops, I think, I'd, I think I'd put Dave Rose Court.
3: Okay. I don't
2: think BYU can get to the Big 12 without what Dave Rose did and, and made BYU Basketball a name brand. So I'd probably go Dave Rose Court. And, and football, it's, it's really hard because I don't know if one individual, like a player, is Lavelle's name's already there. So I, I probably don't touch Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I This might be a hot take, but I kind of like Cougar Stadium
1: just a tick better than Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. So you bit. go Lavelle Edwards Field? That's where I was going, yeah. Cougar Stadium, Lavelle Edwards Field. What about the Marriott Center? Marriott Center, that, that's... Nothing on the court. You st- you stay with that. Now, I, I, I've always wondered, is it Marriott or Marriott? I've always just said Marriott. Like, that's what we say here in Utah, Marriott. But, like, the hotel pronunciation is Marriott. And then announcers helicopter in and say Marriott Center. Like, oh, oh, oh hold on. It's
2: Marriott. I don't know. I think it is Marriott, now that I think about it. But I was just, it, it's just ingrained in my mind, Marriott Center. There's no wrong answer. In the English language, things can be produced uh, multiple ways.
1: We gotta take a break. Uh, There will be some wrong ways for you on the next segment. (laughs) The top five coming up next: Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSL Sports.
0: This is Cougar Sports Saturday. Cougar Sports Saturday, a
2: presentation of KSL Sports. Got it
0: for three. Cougars by twenty.
2: Every Saturday, all year long.
0: BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans or Cougar fans. Cougar Sports Saturday. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper
2: and Matt On Your legacy home of
1: BYU Sports. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM
2: at 11.60 AM. Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday. We do this each and every Saturday from noon to three, right here on KSL News Radio, BYU Hoops. Back in action tonight. You can hear pregame at 6 p.m., tip at 7 p.m. All BYU games can be heard right here in the legacy home of the BYU Cougars. And this is also becoming the legacy home of another uh, well-beloved segment.
0: The Cougar Sports Saturday Top 5. Mitch and Matt clash in a weekly battle of BYU sports knowledge. The Cougar Sports Saturday Top 5.
2: Spots are free right now, the Top 5. And, and we're taking calls. We'd love to have someone on board for an uh, on-demand, a hot segment. The Top 5. Hit us up. Slide into our DMs. We're ready for sponsorship again on the Top 5. And let's bring in our uh, our dear friend, our new producer, producer Slack. Nate, I, I have to ask this quickly. So, so Nate was at the game on Thursday night, and uh, it was a late game. We were there late. We dropped a pod. Good uh, pod, by the way. Great pod. Uh, if you don't follow Cougar Sports Saturday and Cougar Tracks on the podcast feed, you're missing out. Highly recommend you jump on that. Uh, anyways, it was a late night. You have a, it's not really a newborn anymore, right? Are, are you out of the newborn phase?
3: Two months, I think. Uh, you're still in it. We're, we're still in it. You I think sacrificed once you pass three months. You I
2: sacrificed think. hours of sleep for that.
3: I don't get much sleep nowadays, Matt. <laughs> last last <laughs> so week was matter. an anomaly. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter.
2: Fair enough. Okay, well, whatever. I sacrificed some sleep. I like eight hours a night. I only got six. Friday was hard. It is. Uh, sleep though is for the week. No, it's not.
1: <laughs>
3: it absolutely
2: <laughs> is. No, I, you guys are sick. You are you're losing years of your life. I agree. I'm
1: I'll probably die at like forty nine. <laughs> like, I've got probably fourteen years left because I love I'm like I'm on that John Taffer thing where it's like I only operate on four hours of sleep. Shut it down. Shut it down! Four hours of sleep a night, sometimes for me. It's not good, man. I kind of like that. just not good. I love that 12 to 4 a.m. window where there's no responsibility, there's no text, there's no notifications, and it's like I'm picking up the sticks and I'm playing Ratchet and Clank. And it's just you go back in time and you're like, it's just simple. It's just slowed down. world. Anyway, I can get on on. Let's get to the top five. You're right. Nate, what what do we have on deck this week for the top five?
3: Yeah, we talked a little football today. We talked a little basketball. We're going to keep it with football. And last couple months, we've talked a lot about which players are going to be coming back. And we're going to transition this into comebacks for BYU. So there have been seven 10-point comeback wins for BYU football since 2015. Hmm. We're going to cover the top five today. So the most recent five times, BYU overcame a 10-point deficit and won the game.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. Interesting. That is interesting. Who's going first? And it's uh, is there's no order. It's just the last five times.
3: No order, just last five times. Give me the opponent, give me the year, and Mitch currently holds a two one lead. Let's go. And Matt starts out today, so he's got a chance to tie it up.
2: Oh boy. The last five times BYU has overcome a ten point deficit. Okay. Let's go with this is tricky. <laughs> it's hard. Holy smoke. I've got
3: some hints in in, the, no, in my pocket so keep just, those
2: keep those hints in your pocket let's go let's go 2019 Tennessee
3: 2019 Tennessee comes in at number two oh. so there is one more recently than that but BYU trailed 3 to 13 uh ended up winning a double overtime 29-26 but they did start out with a 10-point deficit 3 to 13.
2: memorable game we were freshly new to the show mm-hmm. cougar sports Saturday. was that the first road game we both Yes, attended, I think so. Uh, that was a phenomenal game. Great stage. Uh, the football game itself, actually, up until the fourth quarter, was a, kind of a snooze fest. But it really picked up after that, and it, it's just one of the all-time wins. And and this, I, I bring up this next point on the heels of BYU and Miami canceling their future series. Mm, yeah, it's a bummer not to have those. Th- those are memorable. Like, I'm, I'm, if that game didn't happen, think of think of all the lost memories you'd have from going to. A an iconic venue, a big-name team, and getting a win on the road. like It's just just a bummer that so many of these future non-conference games are being canceled. I'm upset that next year we're not seeing
1: Big Orange in the opener. I know that BYU's got a lot of questions. It's probably better to, to have the, the small orange, uh, uh, Sam Houston State, but uh, I would have loved to have seen Tennessee and be in Provo next year, but unfortunately we're not going to see that.
3: All right, Rob to Mitch.
1: I'm going to go with uh, another team that we will not see any more games against, even though there were scheduled matchups. But BYU's move to the Big Twelve has caused those to go by the wayside. That's Virginia, 2021.
3: Virginia never held a ten-point lead, so uh, they do not make the list. Man, I could have sworn they did.
1: Wow, I felt like that was forty to thirty at something. Virginia, anyway. Go ahead. They never had
2: a ten-point lead. Nope. I felt like they were rolling on BYU. Wow that is a shock okay there's there's one previous you just guessed 2020 oh my goodness this is tough let's go um <laughs> let's go 20 let's go 2015 Toledo no Toledo
3: 2015.
1: How about Toledo
3: 2016 they lost.
2: They won. Oh, oh, I was thinking 20. Okay, yeah, you're right. They didn't play in 2015. (laughs)
3: There's no Toledo on this
2: list.
1: We know that 2019 Toledo's not there, except for an injury. And Anyway. Why are the comebacks eluding my brain? Let's face it, Matt. The losses stick with us longer because we have a lot more to talk about, sadly. We have to fend people off and make them calm down when the, the, the losing happens, so they'll stick with us more. We're like coaches at this
2: point. Let's go. Jeez, I don't know why this is so hard. I feel like there's got to be. Let's go twenty. Let's go twenty eighteen Wisconsin. Even though I know they never trailed by ten.
1: If you guys want a hint, let me know. No, let me get through this one and then we can do another hint. Uh, how about twenty sixteen Arizona?
2: All right. Are we due for? Go are are, ahead.
3: There's no Power Fives, so they're all G5 teams.
2: That is sad. There was only one Power Five, Tennessee?
3: Only one Power Five mm. in the seven games, and uh, yeah, it's Tennessee. So G5s. And this is since what year again? This is since 2015. Okay,
2: <laughs> It's the recent years, too. This all is right. ridiculous. Let's go with 20... I remember this game being uh, ugly. Let's go with 2016 Utah State. How about
1: – you just gave me a, a thought. 2022 Utah State.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is the, this is the – Didn't
1: Gunnar Lagarde get – didn't he uh, – or Cooper Lagarde, didn't he have – what was his name? Lagarde, didn't he have a 10-point lead on BYU? Maybe not.
3: I think, I don't it, was a, I think, I think it was a 7-point lead.
2: Okay. This was a – this is the worst we've been in the top five yeah, in years. Yeah, it's been a minute since we showed 2021 Utah State.
3: Mm-hmm. I've got more hints.
2: Give us another hint.
3: Okay. uh, Okay, let's go with uh, four of these seven came in the same season. (laughs) And this year has not been mentioned yet, I don't believe. How about 2017 UNLV? No, 2017.
2: 2015 East Carolina. That's, that's, oh wow, East I thought
3: Carolina that was on the board. Is number six. Oh, so East Oh, wow. point. That was did, a good one. They did lead fourteen zero. They oh. had if you remember, they had that blocked punt for a touchdown to take a fourteen point lead. Um BYU ended up blocking a punt, returning it to the one yard line later in the game, but East Carolina comes in at number six. Hmm. So there are five more or four more recent than that.
1: Twenty twenty two Wyoming. I think that's wrong, but go ahead. Yeah.
3: No twenty twenty twos.
1: Twenty
2: fifteen Boise State.
3: You're kidding me. Mm. Boise State is number seven, so that came uh, before the East Carolina game. BYU did trail by 10, 24 to 14. You're uh, right. That's number seven. So, But you guys you guys narrowed it down. 2015 does have two on the list.
1: Okay. Uh, how about 2015
3: Cincinnati? Ah! 2015 Cincinnati comes in at number five. BYU trailed 17 to three, ended up coming back to win 38-24. Um I think probably the thing we remember most from that game is after the game when yes, uh, <laughs> yes, say it. Yeah, what's his name? Tommy Morrison. No, the head coach. Oh, Tina Tom... the field.
1: Oh, Tommy uh, Tuberville.
3: Tuberville and uh, starts talking to some fans, but yes, that comes in at number five. Well,
1: no, so Tuberville in 2016, that was the one where he said, he oh, said you're stealing from us, Tommy." Go get a job. That's and in right. 2015 <laughs> in Provo, the Cincinnati player got lit up by Kai, Nakua. Kai Nakua, And he says, I just got rocked by a dude that can't even drink Mountain Dew or something. I was like, yes, this is awesome. Instant Big 12 <laughs> rivalry coming in, baby.
2: Oh, my goodness. So it's so It's 1-1. One, 1-1. Let's go with 20... Oh my goodness! This is ridiculous. Let's go. You would think the recent years <laughs> that we would we would have more at the top of our head? Let's go twenty. Man, I'm I'm disgusted here. Twenty. I mean, this is a miss, but I just got to get out get it out of the way. Twenty eighteen, Hawaii. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that was Zach's
1: first start. Yep. Yeah, they started yep. out pretty good in that. There one. is a
3: 2018 game. But it is not Hawaii. 2018. You know what? I think
1: 2018 UMass? Wow. Yeah, they were down. Now that I think about it, they were at Gillette, and I think it was 10 Zip.
3: You're 10 right. Zip. And it was wow. a year after UMass had beat BYU in Provo. And That's I think we insane. all had the same thought. They wow. I remember that
1: was in a, a an 11 sports game on Channel 11, I think. Man, that was that's insane. I forgot about that. That just when you said 2018, I ran through that schedule. I'm thinking, was it UMass? And there
3: you go, UMass number three. Liked out there. Hmm, I'm up two
2: one, Matt. I'm gonna blow it.
3: There's two left. I'll just, I'll give you the years. Just to make it a little okay. easier. There's one game from 2020, and there's one game from 2015.
2: From 2020. Let's go, Troy. 2020. Mm. 2020
1: UTSA yep. Oh dang. Okay. 2020
2: I'm drawing a blank on this team all of us. Louisiana Tech.
3: I'm surprised you guys aren't getting this one. <laughs> I thought I thought
1: UTSA, but now I think about it, they had a fourth quarter comeback with that backup QB you're right, you're right. who stepped in for Frank Harris, who's still there at UTSA. Uh let's see going
3: through the games uh oh Houston Yeah Houston so Houston led late uh but Houston was up 26-14 at one point BoE scored a couple yep, touchdowns right. late ended up winning 43-26 You
1: were there I was I, how can I forget that one that was an awesome game and it's one of my honestly favorite games that I've covered uh you know when I think about it it's cuz that was I think it's just how the final score ended up. They won by, like I said, 17 points. But it was a a statement game in the moment. It felt like this BYU team is incredible. And I still think that was a great team based on the NFL personnel that it had. Uh, But Houston didn't amount to much that year. No, But, yeah, that's right. They were down. And BYU was getting gashed. I think it was, gosh, was it Clayton Toon, the quarterback?
2: He was shredding BYU's defense. What was the other 2015 one we missed?
3: other 2015 was Utah State. So BYU trailed 21-10, to 10, came back to win oh, wow. 51-28, but they trailed by 11 Really?
2: That was Broncos' last game as the regular season as the head them, coach. Tra- I just remember Mitch Matthews yeah. running wild. I don't remember trailing. I yeah. remember it was a snowy really, game.
1: Cool game. Greg was in a Pepsi truck, Greg Rebel. <laughs> in a snow press box. It was frightening cold. Alex Curry tells me about that all the time. Uh, wow, that's, that's a great li- – BYU doesn't have – I, I think what what made us struggle is we don't think of BYU as the comeback team. No, when BYU gets down double digits, they're they're done. Yep. It just it feels yep. like, and that I w- think this year they will have to manufacture some comebacks. Oh, totally.
2: That was the worst performance we've had in years. That was rough, Matt. But that was uh, rough. I'll take the dub. Ugh,
1: I'll take. The I don't dub. blame
2: you. Good list, Nate. Nate's coming in hot with these lists. That was a good list. That was man. I I would, I don't know if I would have ever remembered UMass honestly. Yeah, that
1: that just cuz I remember that broadcast vividly and I just remember anal I was like <laughs> Low sports. this is uh this is not not pretty great stuff Nate. Uh follow Nate on Twitter. Uh, Nate Slack 5 on Twitter our producer Nate Slack. Uh we got to take a break on the other side we'll get to some more BYU football conversation. It's Cougar Sports Saturday powered by KSL Sports. Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday. Just celebrating my win in the top five. It was tough, man. Producer Nate is uh, making it challenging on us in these top fives, but I, I appreciate that because we were just talking in the break. We had a list of the top five comebacks since 2015 for BYU football, and it was hard to come up with that list because we typically think of BYU football as a team when they get down, they, they're they down and out. But when we mentioned the game, then, it, then a, a flood of memories rolled through, and uh, because those football games just always live with you, I mean, they just from more sun up to sundown. Football game days last with you forever, and definitely can't wait for BYU football to return September third or September second. BYU and Sam Houston to kick off the twenty twenty three season, the first as a Big Twelve member, and you'll hear all the action right here on KSL News Radio. You know, there was an interesting graphic from Pro Football Focus, Matt. Coming up at at the top of hour number three, you'll hear from my interview with Keaton Slovis, BYU's new QB1. Pro Football Focus says they had a graph that shows the impact of the incoming transfers for each team and the overall net wins. It's hard to describe on radio. It's a more visual medium, this this graphic. But basically, to sum it up, the Cliff Notes version, it, it, it says that all these transfers that BYU's getting in... It's almost a net negative in terms of overall win production.
2: So They're the third lowest Power 5 team on the graph for incoming transfers of 2023. I will say this. I don't love the graph because it's valuing where you were coming from and what role you had. Yes. And when it comes to the portal, just because you're a five-star guy that played at some big Power 5 and you're disgruntled doesn't mean you're then going to be good. Right. We've seen a lot of flameouts. I love the approach BYU has taken. There's a lot of group of five guys. There's an FCS guy. Mm-hmm. There was a group of five guys playing in the national championship game. So that transferred up to the Power Five level. There are a lot of good football players, and especially if you think to the NFL, Mitch, how many guys playing today and tomorrow, Fred Warner being one of them, an all-pro. He didn't play to Power Five. Yeah. He played at independent BYU. Brock Purdy is leading... The San Francisco 49ers later today, Mr. Irrelevant, he was from Ohio Iowa State, but that was not an upper elite yeah. group. Like The point the point I'm trying to make here is you need to find guys in the portal that are going to be good football players. And there's good football players that come from the group of five. And you know what I like about dipping in the group of five? These guys want to prove themselves. Yes. A lot of times they're not disgruntled guys that don't get along with coaches and players and they're difficult. They just want to play on the highest level of college football, and now they have a chance. And I think a lot of these guys that have come to BYU fit that criteria.
1: I agree with you there. I think that I, never should fans be worried when a team in football gets a guy from the FCS ranks, like the offensive lineman from Missouri Ian State. Ian Fitzgerald. Ian Fitzgerald. He started 29 games. He was one of the best linemen in the Missouri Valley. This is a guy that wants to level up, and you like those type of transfers. Yep, Highly productive. They want a bigger stage to prove to the NFL what they can do against P5 talent. So don't ever knock an FCS upgrade. And BYU is probably going to be in the mix for more guys as the transfer portal gets ready to close on Wednesday. But the recruiting for those guys that are in the portal, that recruiting can still rage on after Wednesday. So a lot more activity expected to happen for BYU in terms of adding rather than there's not going to be many more outgoing. I expect that to be kind of closed until after spring football. That's when we'll then see another uptick of entries into the portal from May 1st to May 15th. But portal activity winding down as teams start to get locked in for their 2023 plans. We're taking a break, and a guy that's going to be a big part of BYU's plans in 2023, Keenan Slovis. You'll hear from him next, BYU's new QB1, on the other side.
0: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.